Welcome to the Takeover with your girl Shay McCoy here on Fufu Radio. And y'all know what time it is. As always, we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee, my brother. What's up, B? What up, what up? I always love that intro. I just be sitting here like a little kid, like, yay, what's going on? Another week, Nothing another much. week. Yes, another week. Um, just here making it. I will say, um, I am like just becoming more and more proud of you, the of the man and the guy that you are becoming because it's like first of all my friend is a state representative okay stop playing with me okay anyway uh yeah that part secondly what you are number you are nominated as uh the NAACP 100 top 100 men in Connecticut like how, how, yeah. how is that well, possible what, what do you well do? just what to clarify that the 100 most influential blacks oh, yes. so there it's the, oh, the okay. list is made up of women as well um okay. and 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 I'm I'm just honored that the NAACP um I, this is a very esteemed honor you know to be recognized at this level um and I think a lot of it and I think our, our special guest that's inside the room will talk a little bit about it as well with respect to servant leadership um it's just amazing to do the work and people see it and recognize you for the work that you're doing yes. um I put on I put on my um Facebook um, my official Facebook page um, for the General Assembly here. And I talked about a full circle moment. I remember undergraduate Alabama State University, and I served as the president of the state youth and college division for the NAACP. It's, it's a big title, but it simply meant being a leader of your, 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 your students or your, your friends. Uh, chartering chapters, et cetera. And it taught me everything I know now. And to be honored by the organization that helped to train me is just, it means a lot more than any money. Although I do like money, but more than any money, you know, it's just- a, Is it's that a how you were honor. able to carry me a ball up um, uh, Paul Barrow for Rosa Parks? That's Got right. Got it, okay. That's right. <laughs> I was the state youth and college division president and Mrs. Parks, her husband, Raymond, Parks. Um, he had already uh, passed away before her and she didn't have any immediate family and NAACP was her family. Uh, and we, uh, myself, along with other leaders from um, the Alabama chapters of NAACP, we planned her entire funeral. And it was something that I will never, ever forget. And I'll post on my social media again, some of those pictures. And it, it's just, man, I have had a really, really just an amazing journey. So again, I appreciate it. Um, that honor is absolutely amazing. They're having a really, really big event this Saturday at Foxwood. So if any of our listeners are in the Connecticut area and you want to see Nas perform and, you know, be at that, um, the convention that they're having there, by all means, come on to Connecticut, join us, have a little fun. Um, but I'm a, um, I've I'm just been a fan of Nas. I'm not gonna lie. That's what's me up. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's mm -hmm. up. Well, yeah. you did bring a guest today, and um, this guest, uh, this is another first black woman of something. You always bring somebody the first yeah. of. You know, because no, you know it's just listen. We at the we we on the takeover, and so on I, the takeover, we've that. got to share people. You know, share with folks the importance of our people for us, by us, making progress, making strides in all sectors. Uh, but before I introduce 
our first CEO of the Connecticut Valley Hospital. Um, I want to send um, condolences to the Powell family, yes. uh, the first Black U.S. Secretary of, of this country, Colin Powell, uh, who, who passed away as a result of COVID complications. Um, just very, 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 very sad situation. Uh, I know his wife had suffered from COVID, but she was able to make it out. But, um, you know, we send our condolences. Um, um, but like you said, we have the first African-American female to lead a major health uh, institution here in the great state of Connecticut um, and that of Lakeisha Hyatt. Uh, and she's already inside the room. So, I mean, we're here yeah, so and I, I want to hear in. from yeah. her. So let's bring her on in. All right, you guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Takeover with your girl, Shay McCray, as we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. And as we told you guys earlier, he has a guest. And um, I'm excited about this guest because, of course, girl, black, black girl magic always wins. <laughs> so it is what it is. That's that's how it I is. feel. But, uh, <laughs> but I am so honored to be sitting here speaking with the CEO of CT Valley Hospital and um a survivor of breast cancer, a black girl magic, and I'm pretty sure so many other things. Oh, a wife, a mother, because you gotta you gotta represent those All things of it. because the way Absolutely. the world is right now, we have to give them those flowers as well. Um, as we sit here, I would love to welcome to the takeover. Miss Lakeisha Hyatt. How you doing? Oh, Lakeisha Hyatt. Sorry about that. But let, let me let me say this though before okay. we actually jump into this amazing story and journey of Miss Hyatt. Um, you know, we also celebrate the fact that she was recognized just recently um, in the Women in Business or the Hartford Business Journal um, as one of the leading females executives um, doing her thing, as I call it. Uh, so she's a 2021 Women in Business honoree. Uh, and Aww. as already mentioned, Shay, you know, shared with us that um, Lakeisha is the chief executive officer for the Connecticut Valley Hospital, um, a flagship hospital for the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services. So um, as, as a sitting state representative, as Shay always says, for the world, uh, but mm -hmm. here in the state of Connecticut, I am honored to know you, madam. Uh, and all of your 3,000 individuals who you represent almost every uh, every year, those in recovery. So um, yes. the floor is yours. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I'm going to, um, I'm willing to be led by each of you because a good leader is a great follower, right? And so, awesome. so I know that's so, right. Say so it again. I'm willing, I'm willing to be led. I just want to take an opportunity, do a little bit of a modification. Um, so proud to be a thriver, right? Mm. So proud to be a breast cancer thriver. Um, in 2016, when that call came in and I had to sit down next to my husband and tell him they found something. And um, to now sit here in 2021 and say that something is gone and to be able to say it with a smile, an authentic, real smile, not a masked smile, mm -hmm. but an authentic smile that that's criteria for thrive. That is thrive criteria. 
And so I'm very, very thankful, very thankful that that's part of my journey and testimony. So, you know, if you're just tuning in, FUBU family, you know, we're meeting with Lakeisha Hyatt, CEO. But aside from all of that, we're talking about breast cancer awareness. Um, and instead of saying a survivor, uh, we're speaking with a thriver. Uh, and we know globally that breast cancer affects more women than any other type of cancer. And it's the leading, leading cause, excuse me, of cancer-related deaths among women. Um, I think it's also important to note and correct me if I'm wrong, Nakisha, um, African-American women have a 31% breast cancer mortality rate, the highest of any U.S. racial or ethnic group. So to hear from you that you've beat this thing, you're thriving, um, is God's grace, most importantly, yeah. and all, all of all of that good stuff. Don't get me to start preaching on here. Well, I want to proselytize the folks, uh, but <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it also says a lot about your story and who you are and where you are. Talk to us a little bit about how you were able to detect, yes. you know, basically what was going on because a lot of women are, are, are not having that success. Yes, and I am so pleased that you pointed out that specific, uh, that specific statistic because the mortality rate and the reason why it's so important is we as African-American women, we're nurturers and we're get-it-doneers. We are by any means necessary, get from point A to point B and execute. And we put ourselves at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so that mortality has to do with delayed care and, and putting ourselves last many mm -hmm. times. It also has to do with access, appropriate access to healthcare and making sure that those mammograms are accessible to women of color. So there are those dynamics in there that contribute to the mortality rate that you're talking about. Um, but a little bit about my story has to do with the mammogram. And so I was going along and, um, you know, I had run, I had done my fitness competition and I was running mm -hmm. marathons and I, I was doing all, yes, and I love Jesus and I love to lift weights and yep. doing all <laughs> those wonderful things. And so I'm thinking I'm young and healthy and I was by any definition, but mm. the external uh, assessment of health and the presence of health still requires us to get our annual mammogram. So mm -hmm. I went that first year and I went and got that mammogram and they saw something. Oh, it's nothing. And we're going to tag it. Tag on. So you mm -hmm. go for your annual because the key is annual. Right. So you go for that next mammogram and they say, oh, we see some tagging is just so they can monitor it and make sure. And I didn't have a history. None of the women in my family ever had. Uh, breast cancer. I do not carry the BRCA gene. It, there were no indications that I should be concerned. And mm. so it's that, but you must do the annual. So I go back and I do the annual exam again. And, and they say, well, we're going to, we're going to do a biopsy, you know, and that's what they normally do. They do the biopsy and then they tag it. It's fine. And, and, and so they did the biopsy and I got a call. And they said, and I, I'll never forget the day, I got a call and they said, it is cancer. And I was at work and you know how you, you're going from point A to point B mm -hmm. and you get that call. And I will tell you this, and I, I am who I am, so I have to share this. Uh, 
I was looking after I got the call, I was looking for a place to cry. And I wanted, and I refused to go cry in the bathroom because for some reason that was skeeving me out. <laughs> but I was looking for a room to cry in and I didn't want to go in the stall. And I was trying and I'm, you know, praise God, I'm in the executive suite. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll go in that room and that, and that executive conference room is being used. And that. so I round the corner mm. of the then CEO's office and she was a mentor. So I said, I'm going to talk to her. Before I could get to her, there was a young lady who says, Lakeisha, I need you. Mm. And she began to tell her problems. And I will share with you in all honesty, that young lady doesn't know, but the first three minutes I didn't hear anything was a Charlie Brown experience. I mm -hmm. didn't hear anything. I can Because I was, so, I was so caught up in my pain, right? And yeah. the overwhelm of just getting the call. And it was though a couple of minutes in, I began to listen to her and I began to hear wow. her and walk her through what she needed to go through. And mm. at the end of it, and this is, this is so real for me and it's proven true. At the end of it, I was no longer as overwhelmed by the magnitude of the call because I had stepped out of my situation just for a second to encourage her in how to take care of hers. And mm -hmm. I share that. I share that because that has what that's part of my surviving journey. Mm -hmm. It meant that there the journey steps were know when you need help. Know when you need help. Have people that you can go to in the midst of seeking that help. Also remember to serve somebody else. It strengthens you, but then mm -hmm. finish the process of obtaining the help you need. Those wow. elements, those elements have rung true throughout the entire journey of this mm. journey from breast cancer to breast cancer survivor to breast cancer thriver. And, and so I, I just thank you for the opportunity to share that. It has really been a journey of getting those mammograms, getting that call, uh, knowing where your help is, seeking that help, being intentional about it serving others in the process because you're strengthened by it but then separating wow. and finishing the self-care mm, wow. what 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 age um first i want to say thank you so much for sharing that what age would you recommend um someone to start um getting mammograms so for 40 years but there it's younger and younger I so know. It's, it's it's you really here are the indicators that you should look at right so you look at them you consult with your medical director and uh the age is about the age of 40 years old however if you have the BRCA gene it's earlier if you don't have the BRCA gene but you have a hereditary predisposition it's earlier and so I would encourage individuals from the point in which you start to um, have your menses. So I was teaching my daughter to, to mm -hmm. how to do a breast self-exam. Self-exam, yeah. yeah. Right? It be, because women know, we know ourselves. We may ignore ourselves, but we know ourselves. We do a lot. S same we with men. Oh, <laughs> we try to self-diagnose through Google and yeah. so many other things. Yeah. Can, can, can I just... 
Can I just insert here before you 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 finish um, answering that question? Um, there are also uh, men who suffer. It's a small percentage, right. but there are also men who suffer with this particular disease as cancer. well and breast cancer. Yes. Uh, yes. So I just kind of wanted to put that in Absolutely. there for many, that is true. many of our, our men. But I, I'm looking at, at some statistics here from uh, a pretty resourceful um, website called Breast Cancer Prevention Partners. Yeah. Uh, and they're focusing a lot on African-American uh, women. And when I say African-American, I mean the diaspora. So we're talking about West Indies. We're talking about people, women of right. color, uh, just to right. kind of put that out there. Um, and I know um, that among women younger than 45 breast cancer incidents uh is higher among these african-american yes. women than their white counterparts yes. um mm. and so young women in general and younger african-american women in particular um are more likely to present or to present with the um and i'm gonna mess this word up but it's the triple negative subtype of the disease and the subtype that is both more aggressive and associated with the higher mortality. mortality. Uh, so I know you're talking about, is it the BRCA you said? Yes, the BRCA gene. It's just that oh, gene. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. And, oh, and wow. just being mindful of whether that, that gene runs in your family. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. This crazy. is very interesting. I myself, like you, do not have anyone that suffer um, from this gene or I have never experienced that. I've never went through it with anyone that was close to me. However, I've seen it, of course, um, yes. from afar on social media and so forth and with women like yourself. Now, when they say prevention, are they talking about just early detection? Because I, from what I know, it's, it is something that is that you can't prevent. Unless well, I it's think through that, early detection. I think early detection is vital. I think that we have to be mindful and now, and it's always important to stay in your lane, but I'm gonna say this and then refer you to your physician. There, it is important to be mindful of the diet that we eat, the foods that we eat and the carcinogenics, okay. the Got carcinogenics you. that we're exposing ourselves to, right? And, um, the microwave usage and the 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 um, cosmetics. Well, I products, won't even cosmetics products. and 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 the type of sugar substitutes that we may choose. I'm not going to mm. name anyone, but this type of substitutes. Um, yep. So I think that the there is prevent the amount of um, exercise that we're literally doing. So I believe that there is truly now. I believe there is there are preventative strategies toward health promotion that we have to maximize as people of color, right? That we have to maximize as a nation, but we have to maximize. And then there is the early detection and it just Got can't. Okay. And so it's the combination and the partnering of the two. Mm, good point. Yes, good point. yes, wow. yes. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that on this first um, half. We're going to um, go to break now. Right, because I could keep going. I yeah, we so could keep going because it's like um, you do it so gracefully and it's like it's almost oh, that's like... That's Keisha, um, man. Oh my God. Yeah, and it's like... Just... The 
you you make the fight so seem so easy and um we 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 know um just from just seeing it and learning from it that it is not so thank you so much for just for sharing it and making others feel comfortable mm. even talking about it when we come back we're going to talk about uh the connecticut valley all right okay all right. so okay. you guys keep it locked don't go nowhere it's the takeover Welcome back to The Takeover with your girl, Shay McCray. As you all know, we are inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. And of course, he has a guest, um, Ms. Lakeisha Hyatt, um, CEO of Connecticut Valley Hospital. Now, one of the things I want to say, I commend you because not only were you probably dealing with your own mental health issues and stuff, here you are catering to the mental health and addiction um, of others. You know, mm -hmm. this is a big deal, right. especially during COVID, you know, right. that's like, that's a, that, from what I know, I know a lot of children suffer the more than, than before suffered highly from depression during this time. And so, I mean, let's talk about it, please. Yes. Yes. I think it's so vital. I mean, you're, I, I hear you asking the question, what is it like to lead in the midst yeah. of this pandemic? What is it like to lead a 361 bed facility, 1100 employees? during a pandemic where we're in uncharted territory. And you know what it's all about? It's about taking care of people. It's through, it's about service. It's about embracing fundamentals mm -hmm. of truly transformational leadership and servant leadership, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Transformational That part, that part yeah, servant leadership. Yeah, yeah. Transformational leadership talks about investing in people for the objective of meeting the mission and, and uh, of the organization, meeting organizational mm -hmm. and mission you invest in people servant leadership says i'm going to invest in the people and when you constantly invest in the people and grow the people develop the people by virtue of your processes of doing that the mission is addressed so there's less of a focus on the mission and the and the the the, the myopic objective and focus on the people that's right and that's right. that is what i i experienced lived learned uh, made some mistakes on and then got up and, and fixed is focusing on servant leadership. It began, it became uh, constantly talking to individuals, clients, employees, and it, it was not at all about a hierarchy. It was mm -hmm. about the people. And it was about how I structured and the team structured the strategies for communication and opportunity for input. It was about, I, I'll give you a concrete example. I went from wearing heels every day to sneakers every day because I <laughs> needed to be able to move location to location so that people could see and ask those questions. And then it began, it moved into a virtual space. But that it's about people. And that is any, it, any time you're going to go through something and you need to lead. You position yourself at the front to let them know you are there for them. And then you get in the back of them and push right. them along. No true leader finishes the race first. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you're constantly pushing your people to the front. And so, and that's what it constantly was about at the hospital. Yes, it was developing infrastructure. It was um, being authentic about when you knew something and when you didn't, when you had the resource and when you didn't have it. It was about be, uh, consistency, mm -hmm. consistency. 
uh, and, and, and removing masks. As yeah. executive leaders, if you want to weather the storm, take the masks off. And, so and can, I, can, I ask, can I ask you this? Um, so we're talking about um, the literal right mask and also the other mask. So I wanna, I wanna park there for a second. So yes. you're the first African-American to lead this institution. Um, and you have the huge task of leading this institution through a pandemic, which you talked about and how you've highlighted servant leadership. Sure. Um, how, let's talk about your mental health. Like sure. as, as, sure. As, as the first black female, okay, yes. in a role, um, at the highest level, yes. how how were you as an executive able to get through, you know, the pandemic, meanwhile supporting and helping others? I think I know the answer to this. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you gave us a more practical response when you talked about the young lady who was in need of help. True yeah. example of servant leadership. But talk to us a little bit about that. I think that more now in this pandemic individuals need space without judgment to talk about their mental state, mm. right? And for me, it was creating that space by modeling doing it. By mo So as a leader, talking about being overwhelmed, as a leader, like as a, as a CEO saying, this is a bit much, and then saying, no, wait, I don't know. But then also talking about um, the magnitude of stress. So often we have couched things as, as leaders, as faith believers, yep. we're too stressed, too blessed to be stressed. I'm stressed mm -hmm. and it's the blessings of the Lord that's going to help me through this, but I am stressed that's, because we go. need to I know that's move right. beyond denying feelings. That's right. We have spent so much time talking about um, quoting, oh, uh, giving folks scripture without context. And I'm coming back. Oh, no, you're good. We, <laughs> no, you're right. No, seriously. And that's part of the problem. Where, where Even as a mom, a fa yes. mother, father, you know, they, that we put those, those strengths on them and, and not allowing them to, to feel comfortable to say, I'm stressed. Like, no, nah, this stressed. never works. <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah. I'm upset. I'm afraid. Yeah. And yeah. so what happens is, is individuals are in, in leadership have been taught to lead and to deliver a message of we can and we will, and you do, but your value in leader, your sustainability is in leadership is when those whom you serve see you as real, see you as human. And so we will make it, but this tear is rolling and I'm gonna mm. wipe it because of faith. I'm gonna wipe it because I believe in our team ability and we get it done. Yeah. But we got to be real. And the other thing that I was going to share with individuals is what happens is we we deny feelings in an effort to support someone getting through something. But because we deny their sadness and their hurt and their pain, they never get to the point of acknowledging it. So they don't have a strong enough foundation to work through it. Wow. So what happens is 
I was going to share, because I don't want someone to take away, <laughs> Reverend Hyatt said something against scripture. <laughs> no, what I was going to say was, we, no, we have got to you understand, covered. we have to understand that the, the scripture is a means of getting through, that they, right. that we are able to, uh, when, I, I don't want to get too deep. When we talk about the fact that individuals are fearful, it doesn't mean that we have to hit them with the scripture of not being fearful, allow them to express it and well, model expression of it. Yeah, Shay, I I um I forgot that other title, uh, that that she's also a leader in her local church uh, as well. So I think you can yes. feel you can feel it. It's like definitely, oh, she's you know. preaching, boy. I'm like, <laughs> no. you're absolutely right. And, and not and preaching in the sense the where issue. you're just sharing loose yeah. words, like she's you, real. You just connect, yeah. And you make Should the I connection. Should I say she's? You make the connection. She's real. Like, nah, we're not doing this. I'm stressed. Come back later. <laughs> You know, and that's and and we've been so like um under the impression that you have to be the strong ability mindset. You know, they even right. take even to get in position, a higher position in corporate, you gotta take these personality tests and stuff. And it seems yeah. like if you're gonna break, they might not give you the position, which in reality you're all we're all human. If yes. you don't break, yeah. why, what what does it like? We hold all that in. It's like the Wall Street worker loses his job and shoot up the train at the end of the day, you know, because it's <laughs> like he was already at his breaking point. It was right. just something that released him. You know? We have so, to give people room to be yes. authentic if we really want to help them. From, yes. Let me say it this way. I was helping some of the other. If you want to move from point A to point B, you have to acknowledge you're in point A. Yeah. Yeah. So you can look toward point B. So point A is acknowledging my feelings. But but let's be honest though, right? So mm -hmm. there are so many there are so many barriers, and I'm talking um, sort of not sort of, but I'm I'm speaking to black and brown folk. Yeah. And we know that in the workplace, whether it is in the in the executive suite or the frontline worker. There yes. are certain things like code switching and, you know, having to go super above and beyond just to be recognized. And, you know, Absolutely. God forbid if I if I want to share my feelings or I'm just not feeling well that particular day and how that will be held against me. How yeah. how does one make it through that um, mental health wise? Yes. Uh, I, I know of yeah. colleagues right now um, in, in very sweet roles, but they're unable to really express how they feel with their with their boss because they're afraid of what could potentially happen. Like crazy, Lu they yes. yeah, they don't or have an angry black woman. Yeah, you know, yes. that's the biggest yes. one. Tell me about yes. it. That's I mean, why I you can get hold my... it all in. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully you. you can get my question in that. I do. And and I how do. can what? How does one respond to that? And and again, we're still talking about mental health, y'all. Yes, uh, yes. And and we're still celebrating um, breast breast cancer thrivers. Yes. Um, as as well. But but Lakeisha, fill us in on that. I think that it's so vital for you to know the circles you go into. You have to if if, if this in this type of leadership that I'm in, because we're all leaders, whether we're at our kitchen table and we're leading in our home or we're leading from an executive seat, we're leading. You have to know 
the circles you're going in and the language that's spoken in those circles. And you have to have, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. And then you also have to have circles of, of safety and support and yours. And you need to know where they are and your circle of safety or support may be next to you or above you, or it may be external to the organization altogether, but just be honest about that. Then because if you're flowing in those circles of support, whether it's your, your brotherhood circle, your sisterhood circle, your faith-based circle, you're flowing in that circle of support, you're better equipped and energized to go into the other circles that are not are less supported. And then when you're entering those circles, you have to understand the language of the circles <laughs> because communication happens different way at different tables definitely and in know, different yeah. circles. Yeah. And we have to, I have to, let me share my journal, my journey. <laughs> my journal is another story. Let me yeah, share my journey. <laughs> that was Freudian, but Freud is why. So anyway, let me share the journey is journey is learning the language of the circle you're going in so you can be effective in them hearing you. There used to be a time, and and I'll give you an example. There are some circles that, that speak in, in storytelling, and that mm -hmm. is the only way you're gonna get that message out. And there are mm -hmm. some circles that speak in data, and that is the only way the message is going to go out. And if you are going into different circles, you need to know the language of the circle to prevent unnecessary stress. You have to know mm. the language of the circle. And we spend a lot of time trying to teach foreign languages. And it's not wrong. You just need to eat, determine if you have time and support to teach. So what do I mean? You go into a circle that is data-driven circle and trying to tell a story, you've been tuned out two words in. And you're trying to teach them storytelling in the story and it's 20, 30 minutes and you have two, two to three minutes for an effective elevator speech. And so the stress comes mm -hmm. from us who lead, who know that we possess passion and purpose, but we forget to learn the language of the circles that we go into. Wow. Wow. Shay, I think we're going to have to start paying our guests when they come on for all of our therapy sessions. But it makes sense. Oh, you God. know, sometimes, you know, you oh. could be in a circle and you have control of the conversation or sometimes you'll get at a table and you're like, they're not even listening to me. I can't even get two, two three words out, not. you know? Yeah. So, and, and it right. happens, and but that's just different table. Sometimes <laughs> your conversation, they're not interested. So sometimes I refrain from speaking of my success or where I'm at because of it. I'm not going to lie. And it holds me back. So it limits me ah. to celebrate where I'm at because I can't even, you know, it's, that's not the conversation for that table. Right, and it depends too, because sometimes, sometimes I will present a particular way to determine if you're ready for me in that circle. Oh, I, I need to, let me get shots fired. I'm gonna steal that, I'm gonna steal that quote. I'm gonna say but they you, wasn't ready for me in that circle. I'm with you, sis. I am with you. They may not be ready for you in that circle. And and it's okay. It's okay. There is constantly an evaluation, the circle in me. There's constantly an evaluation of fit. There's constantly an evaluation of whether you're aligned with my understood purpose. I don't have to ask anybody about purpose. 
So I know whether your circle is in alignment with it. And so that you're constantly evaluating that. And so sometimes, and it's good people at the table, but you're not in alignment with, you're not ready for me and not in alignment with my purpose. Mm, that's awesome. Good people. So, so <laughs> Uh huh. So we, we listen. <laughs> I know we listen. Okay. We could probably stay here uh, for a little while, but in in, in closing, you know, yes. I know you know how appreciative we are of your time, but I just want to thank you again and congratulate you on all of the work that you're doing. But most importantly, um, your give back. You know, in terms mm-hmm. of just who you are at all of those different tables, we see you uh, and no. we. We recognize the work that you're doing, and, and it's not just there at Connecticut Valley, your community, your church, your sorority, the whole nine. Uh, so, you know, thank you. Now, um, what what's do you have like any information, like a website uh, that people that we can refer our FUBU family to that are listening now yes. and they're saying, you know what? I want to go get a mammogram. I'm a young lady, but something just doesn't seem right. Or I just want to learn more. Is there a national um, yeah. um, so, organization? Yeah. Share that. With so there are really a couple quickly. of things that I would like to refer individuals to, and it's for the various areas that we've talked about. So for mm-hmm. breast cancer services and supports, of course, the Coleman website, um, and, and we can, uh, uh share I'll make that. sure to put that on our, that, our thank website. you. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I use that now for information when I'm doing presentations or when I need to obtain literature to refresh because the science changes. Yeah. Um, I of course will also refer you to department of mental health and addiction services, their website, uh, for, us. um, mental health services and supports. So I would encourage you. And then of course, because I believe in the whole man, I also would encourage you to find your local faith center uh, and house of worship so that you might be enriched spiritually as well. But though I, I would encourage you. And of course, if you, if you have any questions always, and I will always refer you to your primary care provider um, or local provider in your community. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is a lot. I'm like ready to sit in for like a whole hour. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like preach, girl, preach. Nah. I'll, what I'll do no. is I'll be sure to make sure that the two of you connect uh, because Please. I think there's some synergy oh my there God. as well. Yes. Um, and I know we're speaking to the whole world. <laughs> yes, but yes. in this instance, uh, that's, that's yes. for Shay. Shay oh my gosh, I just love Miss so Shay. So thank you. <laughs> I love this diet. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us again and let them know yes, again so. that one the website one last time before we get up out of here. So my, so again, the Coleman, I would, the Coleman yeah, I would website, refer yeah. you to the Coleman website just for breast cancer resources, Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services for any mental health or substance abuse services. And of course, reach out to your faith-based community for holistic purposes and faith services and support. All right, thank you so much. You guys keep it locked. Don't go nowhere. It's the takeover. 
Welcome back to The Takeover with your girl, Shea McCray. And of course, we were inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee and Lakeisha Hyatt. Lakeisha Hyatt is such an inspiration to just the Black girls magic community. I'm going to say that. And just being <laughs> a thriver alone yes. in itself. I mean, oh my God. you know, the strength, the smile. The, the, the Did you see how she, um, um, she explains how she removed herself from her situation and was still able to encourage someone else? Come on, the mindset. I mean, can of you that imagine getting that call? One. Getting that call, no, you, you have cancer, you know, and it shook her her world, and yes, I'm sure other other women across this country. Um, but she's so just she moves in grace, such grace, and yes. I, I just, I'm really, really happy that we had an opportunity to to engage with her. Um, and yes, I, I got a little touchy. I'm not going to lie. I was like, the little, I was having a whole moment on the phone with her. Yeah. I was like, is this a real session? I don't want to cry because I might have to pay her. But I was like, <laughs> I'm like, if I cry, if a tear come down, she going to send you me. You owe her some money. Right she going to send I owe her some money. Then she started to preach in, and I'm like, okay, well, there's another title on this phenomenal woman. And now I'm not the only um to 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 mention that she I think I read somewhere 19 years marriage. So mm-hmm. uh I mm-hmm. mean a wife, a mother, a like mother. Come on, She's a mother into in itself is local just politics. Hard. She does yes. a lot. She does a lot. She does a lot. Yes, we be finding these friends that look, and then Listen. she talks about the table. Listen, I now I'm not gonna feel bad when they don't understand me. When I can't get my two cent in, I'm be like, you know what, this table not ready for me. That's They're not ready for you. They're not That's ready it. for me. Just yeah. sit back. I, I'm, I'm vibrating too high. They got it. They trying to shut down my vibrations. They trying to turn off my battery or something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Shoot. <laughs> Listen. But no, it's phenomenal. Please, you guys, um, reach out to her. Um, and like she said, please go to your local professional while your your um. Uh, Family, whoever you go to to get Your care physician, because it, yeah, yes yeah. It, it means a lot and and you too with men please encourage yeah. men to continue to absolutely proper care that is needed absolutely this is not you know exclusively for women it has no um no affinity toward one uh, community so i encourage our men go get checked as well um and do your research do your research she said it do your research but in particular women of color african-american women and younger women shade that was a great question you asked you know how young should you start uh researching yeah. and getting getting checked and it's starting young you know yeah. and because of the the um disparities that exist in our communities we we have to do a little bit more homework and be proactive in it uh, so as we continue to provide awareness on breast cancer um, we encourage all of our listeners, please, please, please contact your physician. Uh, and if you are a female of a certain age, please go get them checked. Go get yeah. your breasts checked. Uh, and there is a such thing um, as self-examinations. Uh, you can type that in and it'll show you how to do it. And again, check in with your physician. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. as always, you know, I appreciate this. This is good. Um, 
Yeah, well, let them know how to follow up with you and follow your journey. Yeah, my and little mic. Do you do you have to speak this um at some conference or anything being nominated, or do where do we go vote or like? No, I don't need to vote. To <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I've already uh, been recognized. I will okay. receive my honor. Um, and you know, just continue to do the work. You know, it's it's good to be recognized and to no- be noticed uh, for the work that you're doing. Uh, but I encourage folks. As you're listening, join your local NAACP chapters. Um, Each state throughout this country, they have a chapter. uh, And that is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. That's NAACP.org. Become a member. Uh, Learn more about the fight um, for social justice, the fight for housing, equity in housing and education, et cetera. Um, And of course, making sure we're encouraging everybody to vote in the upcoming elections. So, hey, that's all I'm asking of you. And as always, follow me, underscore BLMJ, underscore, help me get my numbers up since I only have two followers (laughs) per Shay. And join the Facebook group and follow me on Spotify and YouTube, all inside the room with State Representative Brandon McGee. Yes, and y'all make sure y'all download that Fubu Radio app and follow us official Fubu Radio on Instagram, Fubu Radio on Facebook, and follow me Shay McCray S H A Y M C C R A Y. By the way, before we get up out of here, did you see the designer that is um, placing? I guess they partnered with this designer back in 2018, and the designer is showcasing them Fubu, the Fubu collection, and inside of. Um, this um this museum and the designer really? is Pia Moss. Oh, I heard of okay, yep, okay, okay. Pia okay, Moss yes, yes, from yes. 2018. Um, they did a collaboration with the Fubu brand, and now it is being featured. A few designers um that he created is being featured in um in a in a museum right now. So uh, and the museum is called um the Metropolitan Mu- um, Museum of Art in New York. Wow. So I know. Let's talk about Fubu so, for us by us. <laughs> so so you'll be you'll be modeling the clothes? No, so the the it was already a part of a No no no, no. I'm just pu- I'm just I'm just Well I always it out get there. the clothes. That don't that don't that's nothing yes. new. I always get the clothes. Yeah. Y'all see so. Shay. Okay. I see. <laughs> you so silly. But we gotta get up out of here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Y'all already know the vibes. It's Fubu Radio, baby.